Welcome to the Springs Break. Roll another one, cause I'm winning. In my photo, looking real photogenic. Gentleman attire and threads that won't expire. I'm in the class of my own, my teacher got fired. Everybody, welcome back to the Growth Complex podcast. I'm super excited to hop on today with Ian Went. He's the CMO of Caliber. He's also a sales coach, and um, I wanted to get him on here today because I've been following him around a little bit on social and kind of seeing what he does on a, to, on a, on a day-to-day basis. And um, it seems like he has a lot of the things that I know a lot of you want um, as people who are in college and young people in general, and you're looking for something to um, expand upon as you leave college, as you um, go into different careers, or if you want to be an entrepreneur, et cetera doesn't matter. Um, I think that what he has done in his career, um, the, the people he, he's been around, the things that it seems like he has accomplished, I think you'll, you'll get some value out of his story and kind of what he's doing. So Ian, uh, I appreciate you coming on and uh, can you just tell, tell yeah, us a little bit about be. where you're at? Yeah, for sure. No problem. No, it's cool. I love, I love this. I, uh, I think it's awesome that you, what you're doing and uh, I hope that what we talk about today will be able to help like you said, those, those kids that are kind of looking to, to build something bigger than themselves. Um, yeah, for sure. So I, so like you said, I, uh, I, I, I oversee all of the sales training and the leadership training here at Caliber. Caliber is a Caliber smart. Caliber smart is a direct to consumer sales company that, uh, is primarily through door to door sales. So guys literally go out and knock on doors and sell products and also through like events, like trade shows, things like that. Like if you've ever been to like a, a fair or a trade show and you have all the booths and they sell products there, we also do that. We, uh, we sell a lot of different products, but our two main products are Dish Network, uh, Satellite TV, and Sprint uh, Mobile, which is now actually T-Mobile. Um, so cell phones and, and Satellite TV. We also do pest control, security, solar, uh, some medical things, like kind of an umbrella company of a lot of different things. And uh, I not only do the sales training and leadership training, but I also run all the marketing. So my, my team and I also do all the marketing for Caliber and the CEO actually has multiple different companies. We have, uh, we, we market a, a talent, he's a mentalist. So we run all of his marketing. Uh, we have a, what do you mean a medical mentalist? device. What's that? What do you mean by mentalist? Kind of like a magician. Um, so he can, he can do oh, magic and things, but, <laughs> but he also, he also does a lot of things with his mind. Like, He's, he actually has, we, we won't get too much into this cause we could do an entire podcast just on this, but his <laughs> yeah, name is Jim yeah. so Jim Carroll actually is the, uh, he has the greatest memory in the world. So he can memorize a deck of cards in seven seconds. Uh, it's in, crazy in order in order. Yeah. He can go like this, look through it and then put it down and tell you every card as it comes <laughs> up. You could, you could tell wow. him what your code is. And he'll tell you exactly where you live in the United States. He has every zip code memorized. He has like what? 20 something thousand digits of pi memorized. It's crazy. Oh my God. Uh, look him up, jimcarroll.com. But Jim Carroll, anyways, look him up. So we manage, we manage him and kind of do his marketing. We market his podcast, uh, a medical device that we also do. So, so really kind of like two hats, right? Um, yeah, yeah. But what really got me started with this was the opportunity that I began back in 2009 selling door to door. So way back in 2009, I decided to go out for a summer and sell Dish Network and DirecTV at the time. We sold both of them door to door. So literally knocking on doors and selling products to people, right? 
And uh, I was lucky enough to uh, be, be pretty good at it out the gate. I, uh, you know, up until then, I'd had a lot of different jobs, as, as I'm sure a lot of you guys do. You know, you work at restaurants, you work at grocery stores, you have different jobs here and there that make, you know, make ends meet. And uh, I just got kind of tired of always having to work those jobs and then, you know, have school on top of that and everything. And I, and I heard about this opportunity where these, these kids my age were literally making like thousands of dollars. And I was like, all right, like I'm in, let's try it. Right. <laughs> well, I went out for a month and uh, at the time I thought this was incredible. Now I'm like, it's a joke, but I sold, uh, I sold like 60 accounts in like three and a half weeks. And I made a, a little over $6,000 in three mm -hmm. and a half weeks. And at nice. the time I was like, yo, that's, I mean, that's crazy money for, you know, I was, I'm a, I'm a 22 year old kid. Like that's crazy money, right? 21 year old kid. So anyway, um, so, you know, I, I was kind of like, I was all, I was all in. I was like, this is crazy. I'm, I'm going to stick with this. So I actually, uh, went out for another summer that next summer. And, uh, I think I did a little bit shy of 250 accounts my second summer. Uh, and I sold a full summer and I made like 50 something G's and I was like, <laughs> Ball, right at this point, I'm like Balling. 22 years old I'm making 50 G's in yeah. four months like we're, we're we're there right right bought my first car you know paid for nice. my college uh basically created the financial freedom that I knew I always could and uh long story short for the next few years I continued to sell and I made more and more money every year uh you know we're we're talking thousands I mean some there's there's kids that'll go out for four months and they'll make over a hundred grand right like crazy, yeah. crazy money for someone that age. And, uh, it's a lot of hard work, but anyway, for the next few years, I was really successful with that. And then I finally managed. And then uh, I got to a point where I decided I wanted to, uh, figure out a way to do what I was really passionate about, which was teach other people how to sell. And so I basically, nice. I basically got to a point where I had proven to the company that what I was doing was not only uh, producing a high level of sales and high quality and everything, but I was also able to duplicate it. And when that came about, the owners of the company called me in and say, okay, we want you to bootstrap our training program. And so I came in, I built the training program kind of from the ground up, uh, all the processes that we use and things like that. And then I slowly just kind of worked myself up the chain until I was VP of training. And, uh, and then, you know, once I had the training program kind of coasting, uh, that's where I, I, uh, I took it on, I took on another hat, which was marketing. And then my brother-in-law, I called my brother-in-law who worked for GoPro. Uh, he did all the mm -hmm. surf edits for GoPro and, and he worked for a, a pretty, a fairly large clothing company. And anyway, called him up and I said, Hey, let's do this. Let's build this thing. And so over the last year or so we've built that the marketing, uh, program as well. But I think what's going to be most valuable to you guys right now, honestly, is talking about my sales journey, uh, as a, as a sales rep, as a young sales rep, because, yeah, and I don't want this to become too much of a plug. That wasn't my intention at all. But the <laughs> fact of the matter is that the door-to-door -door sales industry is something a lot of people don't know about and don't realize what it actually is. Mm -hmm. A lot of people look down on the door-to-door -door sales industry. Like it's kind of like a peon job where it's like, get a real job kind of thing. I can't tell you how many times I've been told that. And in my yeah. mind, when someone tells me that I'm like, like literally I'll have a guy family of five telling me to get a real job and I'm probably making more than him in four months. Right. <laughs> Crazy. Right. And, and yeah. I'm 20 something years old, but the fact of the matter is that, uh, if you're able to open this door is, is what I say, right? Like 
I have, I've been able to, you know, since I was 21 years old, I've traveled to over seven countries. I've been, uh, you know, on more cruises. Like I'm, I, let me get, let me put it this way. I'm literally sick of cruises, right? Have you ever been on a cruise? Dude, I have never, I'm going on one in November, hopefully. And you're probably stoked out of your mind, right? Hopefully I'm going to go on a cruise. Well, it's not, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it should be fun, right? Yeah. If, if I was going on that cruise, I would not be looking forward to it. And, and I don't say yeah. that to be cocky. I say that to give you an idea of what the door-to-door industry has given me. Gotcha. It's literally allowed me to unlock a life that most people my age don't think is, is real. Like, you're sick of cruises? Are you kidding me? Like, because <laughs> I've been on like nine. And, and I've been all over the country. And I, I've been able to create financial freedom in my life as a young uh, 20, 30-year-old. And, and live a life by my design, basically, right? Yeah. Like, I still have my bills. I still have my, my stresses in life like anybody else. But I'm able to provide for my family in a way that I always wanted to. I'm able to live my life by design. And it's all because of the freedom that I created when I first started knocking doors when I was 21 years old. And that's, yeah. why, this, that's why this opportunity is so huge. Uh, because if, if you have the grit and determination and resiliency it takes to, to knock on doors and have people tell you no all day, but, but get those yeses yeah. and do that a hundred days in a row, you right. can make, you know, you can make six figures and, uh, and all of a sudden now you literally live your life the way that you want to. And, and it sounds like a pipe dream, right? It sounds like, yeah, right. There's no way. But the fact of the matter is that I can't tell you how many kids I've seen my age back then who literally have done exactly what I'm saying. And now we actually offer an internship program where, where kids can come and they can sell door to door. And it, not only do they make a ridiculous amount of money, but it actually counts towards an intern, an intern program as well. And, uh, you know, if you're looking for a, an opportunity when it comes to sales, like let's say you're a business major or you're, you're you know, you're majoring in, in sales or communication in college, there's no better way and there's no better opportunity than going door to door for a hundred days. It will give you more skills when it comes to sales and communication and body language and just everything it takes to be successful and be, be like a people person than anything else. It, it's literally going to give you more skills and more invaluable, uh, you know, opportunity and, and experiences than, than in my opinion, anything else. Like my, my boy, will 100% knock doors, even if he's not as good as me or whatever, like he's for sure going to do it just because of what I've gained from it. Right. Mm. So gotcha. Uh, yeah. I mean, sounds like it get, it sounds like a, it sounds like a, like, I, and I don't mean, even mean to like say it in a bad way or anything. It sounds like it like gives you balls. Oh, it for sure does. Like it gives you balls. Cause you, it takes balls to go up to a door and say, Hey, I have this thing and you have this problem and I have a solution for you. Yeah, like yep. that takes balls, especially when you because it's uncomfortable. Absolutely, it's very uncomfortable, and uh, not. I would say not only does it give you balls, it gives you a sense of uh, it, it. Really helps you realize that, as cliche as this is, that you can literally make the life that you want <laughs> if you're just willing to do what it takes. And the other interesting thing is. You know, I hear a lot of people talk about, well, yeah, but that opportunity just isn't for everybody. Like not everybody can be a salesman. I, I will literally squash that 
any day. Anytime someone yeah. comes to me and says, I, that person just can't be a salesman. Guys, sales yeah. is just like anything else. It's a skill and it's developed and it's learned. Now, the fact of the matter is some people just take a lot longer to develop it, right? But it doesn't mean you can't. It just right. means that you have to work harder than the guy that's working harder. Right. And so if you're willing to do that, if you're willing to work hard and, and if you're willing to take that leap and you believe that you can do it, I mean, that's where yeah. you have guys that literally go out in the summer and make a hundred grand, come back, buy, buy a house at 23 years old, a brand new house and a car. And they live a life that people look, look in from the outside and just say, this isn't real, mm -hmm. but it is real. Right. It's yeah, just yeah. a lot of people aren't, aren't aware of that like everybody thinks right. the guys out knocking doors are just pee on job making you know beans nah -uh. yeah. those guys are making bank and it's because of what you said it's because they they've developed this this uh you know just hunger for success and the ability to just be so resilient and continue to just door after door after door right yeah it seems like you, you said something that's very important um, in terms of like some people might just have to work harder, but not ever like anyone can be a salesperson. It's yeah. just like some people, like some people are, are the way they've lived their lives and, and, and lives and the way they, they meant they have, like the way their mental is and, and has been for their, the, the duration of their life sets them up to be in a little bit of an advantage over some other people. I, I say that it's not based on, so I, I am a true believer that there's no such thing as a natural born salesman. I've said this a lot. My mm. personal belief is that there's a such thing as a natural born communicator or a natural born persuader or a natural born like confident person. And that all comes from what you said. They've grown up in an environment around people who are confident, yes. who are persuasive, who know how right. to communicate. Like I, I don't even know you, but I guarantee you that you grew up in a place where your parents weren't shy people around you weren't like necessarily shy people. And if they were, then you've just, you just broke the mold, but I had to go through a lot of self-development <laughs> basically yeah. a lot. Yeah. That, 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 that has to happen with some people, you know, For sure. But the majority of the time I would say that they were either influenced by somebody who was a really good communicator, right? Something that developed those skills and, and then that made them, quote unquote, a natural when they finally got into right. sales, right? right? And so, yeah, there's people that pick it up easier based on the circumstances that they were in when they were younger yeah. or just experiences they've had or whatever. But that doesn't mean that somebody who hasn't had those experiences or those circumstances can't be just as good. It just takes time and it yeah. just takes more time, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but that's what's awesome about this industry that I'm in is literally anyone can do it and it has the power of changing your life forever, especially as yeah. a college kid. I mean, it, it's, it gets to a point where you're sick and tired of your friends saying, hey, you know, do you want to go grab a slice of pizza and go to a movie? And you got to consider, do I have enough for both of those things or even one of them, right? right. It's just no way to live life. You want to be in that situation where you're like, yeah, let's go. Like, sure. And it's on me, all of you guys, 10 of you, let's go. Right? <laughs> yeah. For real, yeah. that's... Yeah, you know, it's cool. It's cool. To, it's cool I, I, to be that guy. Yeah, I, I don't drink, but I know a lot of people. A lot of like, I've heard a lot of the the guys that come out of this say, like, you know how powerful it is for me to be able to set up a tab for ten or fifteen of my friends, and just boom, I take care of everything, and I don't have to worry about it. Like, that's the freedom. That's the kind of uh, you know financial freedom that I think every 
I think every college kid really wants to be able to not have yeah. to work 40 hours a week and have all the money they need to put them through college, live the life they want, you know, book a plane ticket anywhere they want to go, whenever they want to go. Like Facts. that's, that's, that's what people yearn for. Right. And so yeah. I've been lucky enough to be part of an industry that has given that to me and uh, countless others. Yeah. Dude, you're reminding me of why I started this shit too. <laughs> Just sitting here talking <laughs> to you. I'm like, I'm like, Oh yeah, man. That's like, that sounds pretty good. Um, yeah. Which is sick, and I appreciate that. Thank you for reen, reen, uh, re Hey, Nick, if you ever want to bang on some doors, just let me know, bro. I'll set you up. What was that? If you ever want to bang on some doors, just let me know. I'll set you up. Dude, I'm down. I'm down. I, <laughs> I, think, I think I would be great at door-to-door -door sales, low-key. Um, I think you I, Huh? I think you crush it. I think you <laughs> I, I had – yeah, when I first started this business, I was a fool. Like, I sound like a fool. And that's how it had to happen. But like it, and um, it's funny and, and to look back and I have some recordings of Zoom calls just like this one where I'm selling, but it's awful. And it's like, and, and this is just one example for everyone listening. Like you have to go through that. You have to go through that time when you're just like, you, you might sound like an idiot, but you have to be willing to do that in order to get to the other side. And I'm, I mean, I'm still in the process myself of like getting better at sales and having the, getting rid of the back of your head thought of like, Oh, am, am I worthy of making the sale? Right. That's a part of it. I'm sure yeah. you went, you, you might've had to deal with that when you started doing the door to door stuff as well. Um, For sure. Yeah, absolutely. It, it was definitely, again, I was, I, my dad was a salesman all my life. He, uh, he sold life insurance door to door actually. And so I was always around somebody who was really good at sales. And I believe that that's what caused my, uh, my success because I mean, when I hit yeah. the doors, I sold the three doors I ever knocked. And, uh, <laughs> and so it's a little different than most. Right. Um, but just because I did that doesn't mean that the hard times didn't come. Like the, the success, I, Success is not what people think it is. When, when someone thinks about the path to success, I think a lot of the time everybody thinks of it as like a roller coaster. It's not a roller coaster. It doesn't go like this. It doesn't go up and down and up and down and up and down. If you're doing it the right way, you have ups and downs, but it should constantly be going up, right? You should, yeah, be, this. You should be going this. on incline. Well, yeah, you, well, and it's specific too, though. Think about it, right? Everything you do, yeah. When you first start, if you're, if you're excited, if you're confident, and if you're just stoked about what you're doing, you're going to come off like a, like a bat out of hell, right? It's going to be an yep. incline. But because of the natural nature of humans to continue to evolve and get better at things, you are eventually going to hit a dip, right? You're going you're gonna to incline, but then you're going to hit a dip. And in that dip, that's where, that's where it matters. That's where, that's where somebody either gives up or they continue to do the little things and continue to sharpen the sword and do the basics, which sharpen then the allows them to get to a plateau, right? So they hit the incline, they dip, and then they hit a plateau. In that plateau is another place where they just have to continue to do the basics, continue to grind, right? That's where the consistency matters. And the thing about it is that if you hit, if, if you are consistent when you hit that dip, and if you're consistent when you go on that plateau, guess what happens right after that? You hit another incline. And so at the end of the day, your path to success looks like this, right? You <laughs> yeah. go up and then down a little bit and then across and then up and then down a little bit yeah. and then across and then you just keep going up. Keeps but going what up. happens? 
Yeah, but what happens when people give up? What happens? I see it all the time. What happens with people who stop doing it because, oh, you know, this, this must not be for me. Well, their dip is a lot lower than most people. And they don't climb out of the dip and get to the plateau in the next incline until they decide they want to make it happen. Right. Would you say, would you say that is most people? Oh, absolutely. I I would say that's most people. Absolutely. is a very, very small percentage of people that, that do what it takes to climb out of the hole and then very, very, very small percentage of people that battle through the plateau, right? When we're plateaued and when we're plateaued in our business or in our, whatever we're trying to do, it's hard, right? That's where, that's where you're refined. That's where the refiner's fire comes in, right? That's, that's where the sword is sharpened, but a lot of people aren't willing to do what it takes, which is just consistency. Uh, There's a book out there called the slight edge. And in the slight edge, he talks about that. He talks about how, when we're at our highest of highs, it's because we're doing all of the things that make us successful. But what happens naturally is once we get to that high, we start to like slow down or we stop doing those things that, that made us successful in the first place. Yeah, and it's so like a baller. Yeah. And then we dip. <laughs> and then what happens? When we dip so low, it finally gets to another point where you're like, oh, wait a second. Hold on. I got to get back up there. And so then you start doing all the things again. But what he says in the slight edge is, what do you think would happen if you never stopped doing those little things, right? <laughs> having, having the slight edge over everybody is just doing the little things every single day yep. that it took you to get to the successful place, right? And that yep. way you're constantly in an upswing instead of a downward, you know what I mean? Instead of doing this. The reason why people do this is because of what I just said. Yeah. But there's a very small percentage that actually do this, right? And, and again, like relating back to where I am and what, what I do, that's what uh, this industry has provided for me too, is like, you're constantly surrounded by people who have that mindset where it's like, I don't want to dip. I want to keep going up. And unfortunately, we live, in a lot, we live in a world where not a lot of people have that mindset. A lot of people want it, want it the easy way. They want it to be given to them. They make excuses as to why they don't get it you know, uh, something yeah. fails and they, they, they can't pick themselves up off the floor. Right. Even in this time, even during this mm-hmm. quarantine, I, especially you know, during got, this quarantine, <laughs> bro, you got two types of people right now, right? You got the people who are going to stay idle and are mm-hmm. going nowhere and they're going to mm-hmm. come out of this and just have nothing. Right. But then you have people like you who are continually mm-hmm. grinding, who keep it up and who are doing all the things it takes to stay on that upward swing yeah. and you're not dipping, right? But there's very few people that are doing that right now, right? You know, I mean, even just like fitness, how many people make an excuse off, oh, I, I can't work out at home, right? Bro, I, I work out every day, I lift ammo boxes. I literally have a box full of nine millimeter and five, five, six. <laughs> I see you bro on your I story. It, it lit, that's literally what I don't have drop I, set I got, drop set drop set <laughs> like seriously two two 10 pound dumbbells and a 25 pound kettlebell and that's yeah. it and so I gotta make do right I gotta work out with chairs and I gotta like who knows man you just gotta get creative right but the fact of the matter is that there is a way to do it it's just people want to make the excuse to not do it right and uh it's gonna come back and bite them it always does yeah. But again, like that's, I think that's the message to these kids that are listening right now is like, 
you can have whatever you want, but you got to do what it takes and you got to be yeah. willing to be that small percentage of people that, gotta that be don't that make person, it. Man. Yeah. You got to be the person that is always thinking about what can I do today to make myself a little bit better yeah. every day. If, cause if, cause there's, everyone has those days where they're like, Oh, I feel so inspired to like be an amazing, but it's like, it's like, bro, it doesn't matter if you don't, if you're not that person all the time. Right. The definition of growth complex, it just, it just means growth mindset. It's, it's yep. a, it's a, it's a constant state of being of, okay, I want to be a better person today. I want to grow today and every single day. That's what growth complex is. That's why this, yeah. that's why this podcast is named that. Yeah. That's what this squad is about. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's so, it's hard, Ian, it's hard to like, I don't know. It's like, you, it's sometimes like, it's, it, it, you can, we can tell people to like, be that person but it's hard to it's hard to um yeah sometimes it's better just to be an example to set an example maybe yeah absolutely i here's the thing too i'll say i think you know it is hard um i haven't always been this way like i haven't always been in the mindset that i'm in but i think what it takes is is this um you have to realize that you cannot do what you want to do at the highest level. And you, and if like, if the people in on this call right now are thinking, I want to, I want to live a life where I can have freedom and I want to influence others. And I want to be a pop, like I guarantee if that's, that's who your tribe is, right. I'm assuming that's what these kids are thinking is like, I want to be a force for good, just like you are. Right. But Nick, you can't be a force for good unless you are in the best state you can be possibly. Right. Yeah. 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 And, and what's funny is this world, a lot of people get it twisted. A lot of people, there's two ways to get it twisted. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to probably offend some people right now, but that's all right. We, we, we speak is. the truth on here. So the first way is this, when people say, Oh, that guy cares too much about the way he looks. That guy cares too much about what he's doing. That guy cares too much about himself, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. All that, and, and, they, and they, they, they label it narcissist, right? Now, don't get me wrong. There are people that are so self-absorbed that they are very narcissistic, and there's no question yeah. about that. But most people inherently are not that way. The fact of the matter is that those people are just caring about the way they look and the way they feel and the way that they are functioning in the world because they want to yeah. be able to influence others. Yeah, and they care, caring about yourself, there's nothing wrong with that. As a matter yeah. of fact, it's necessary. Right. And and it's, it's obviously finding that balance, but like, if you think that you are being selfish by making sure that your body's in the right shape and making sure you have these like non-negotiable things every day that you're doing, reading, whatever it is. And you think that that's selfish, check, check yourself. Cause that's not, that's not the case. That's wrong. And then this other thing, and this is where I'm probably going to offend people. This whole, uh, (laughs) this whole movement, like love yourself the way you are, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, love yourself. That's not loving yourself. Yeah, it's like, bullshit. Like if, I totally if, agree, bro. If you are overweight, okay, you're not loving yourself. You're not loving yourself at all. Weight. You're no. not expressing no. any self-respect at all. Zero. Not at all. And, and by doing that, you're not, you're not allowing yourself to be something for other people, right? Like, yes. you, if you are not doing anything about your weaknesses, if you're not trying to become the best version of yourself, then you are not loving yourself. At we all. as humans are meant to be here to love ourselves, to build ourselves, and then to love and build others. And to provide for our families and, and the people yes, that follow but, us. Right. You're just setting a bad example as well. You're not, you're, not get, you're not putting those other individuals in a good environment to thrive. 
Yes. What there's a uh, there's a there's a, a guy here. He's actually one of my mentors and one of my best friends. His name is Mark at this company. He's a, he's a he's an SVP. He's actually one of the owners of the company too. And he always says you cannot uh, influence a level ten leader. Like you cannot create a level ten leader if you yourself are not a level ten leader. Right. Yeah. You have to yeah. What's inside before you try to fix the outside? <clears throat> right. Mm. So so it starts here. And any of you guys in here that are thinking that you're going to be able to influence, like if you have issues, if you yourself don't believe that you can accomplish something, or if you yourself aren't willing to go do the work, if you yourself don't, doesn't like, if you don't have the confidence that you need, or you don't have, you're not in the mindset that you need to be, stop mm. trying to influence others because you're never going to do it. It's yeah. fake. It's straight up yes. fake. You are a fraud, period. I, I've had so, to learn that the hard way what several you need times. To do is fix That's facts. That's facts. Yeah. I've had to learn yeah. that the hard way several times. And, and, yeah. And you know what? It's, it's okay because here's the next thing too. You know, I, I'm making it sound like I'm this like perfect per I, dude. I still have my issues too, right? Everybody. And issues out. I'm not going to be able to help other people in those areas. Right. But the fact of the matter is that I work on it every day. It's mm. not something that I just let go because I love myself. There's, you know, I, I bet, I bet there's a very small, maybe not very small, but I bet there's a, there's a lot less people than you think that if you were to ask them, do you truly love yourself? They would be able to give you a straight answer. And that's tough. That's a, mm. it's a harsh reality, yeah. but I do believe that it's the truth. You know, do yeah. you truly love yourself? Are you happy with the person you are? You know, uh, we don't, we don't have to be satisfied, right? Like always grateful, never satisfied. You, all, you should always want more. You should always yes. want to be more and do more. But Growth, at the same expansion. time, yeah, but at the same time, pat yourself on the back sometimes. It's okay. Yeah. Right? So I, I just think, uh, I think there's very, not very few. I, I think that there's too few people who have that mindset of, I love myself. I want to be the best version of myself so that I can serve others. The more you give out, the more you, the, the more you put in, the more you get back. The more you give out, the more yeah. you get back. It's the same way with yourself, right? The more effort that you put into yourself, the more results you're going to get back, no matter what. That's, a, that's, that's an irreversible universal law. Law. It doesn't yep. change. Like, yeah. that's not an what opinion, you, guys. A fact. It, yeah, it's not. It's a fact. What do you think is like the, because the, like you said, we're seeing that more and more. Um, this whole thing, you, you touched on it being like the self-love thing, but I think it's a bigger, it's bigger than just the self-love thing. I think it's like a big like, uh, projection of insecurity. And like, oh, I think if, if you're going to be a narcissist, that that's the closest thing to narcissism that we can touch on. Cause all you're doing is, 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 is saying, Hey, I only care about myself Yeah, at the very base level of it. It's this feeling of, and, and we won't get too political here, but it, it's, uh, it's this feeling that the world has where fact doesn't matter and it's all based on opinion. Right. Like opinions yes. are more important than facts nowadays. That's just how it is. That's, that's truly my belief. People care more about how people feel than what yeah. should really be happening. It's dangerous. And so it's so much easier to tell somebody who's overweight, you're fine, you're, you're wonderful, you're beautiful, right? You're not doing them any favors. You're no. not. The more they 
hear that, the more they think it's okay. Or, or somebody who, you know, somebody who, I, I don't know, I'm just, somebody who never gets after it, right? Let's say you have a friend or a family member who just, they're lazy. You know they're lazy. They <laughs> never quite go all the way. They never quite do what it takes. They never quite, they never quite just make it, right? And you know that yeah. it's because they're not willing to do the work. It's yeah, not yeah. doing them any favors by telling them, hey, it's okay. You're fine. You'll be okay. You know, try again next time. This whole consolation prize thing. Like, no, if you're first place, you get the trophy. If not, you better sit second or third and don't expect. And if you're 15th, you, I, when my kid, if my kid ever gets a 15th place trophy, it's going in the trash. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, because that's, and that's, that is where I think the world is going nowadays where people want to, it's more important to make people feel good. And don't get me wrong. That is important. I'm not trying to sound heartless here. I think it's important to make people feel good, but it's, it's disregarding the facts and only basing it on emotions and opinion. Um, and the fact is when emotions get involved in things, everything gets effed up. That's just everything. how it is. Everything. Like fear, subjective viewpoint. Yeah. yeah. Um, now I, is there, is there some area where it's like, I mean, yeah, like, I don't want to sound like I'm just being heartless, right? Like that's at the end of the day, you want to help people, you want to serve them, but, and you don't want to just bash on people either. Right. I'm not going to just say yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> get it together. Like you do it in a way that makes them feel happy and inspired. I mean, that's, that's what I try to do even with like my social media. Like yeah. I'm, I'm not going to talk down to anybody, but I am going to try and project the best version of myself yeah, yeah. And the things that I'm doing so that hopefully I can inspire even a few people mm, yeah. to do what it takes to just say, you know what? I do love myself. Here's what I want to do. Here's what I want to do. And, and the reason why, once again, this is the important thing. The, the difference between narcissism and just loving yourself is, is the intention behind it, right? That's what I was about to say. That's crazy. If all you want is to look good so that people comment on your picture and say, yo, look how good you look. Then that's not, that's, that's, that's fake. That's, that's not it. Right. But it's when you're saying, I want people to look at this and say, I can do that. Yeah. I want to do that. Right. Yeah. 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 It's, it's when you're working to serve others and inspire others. Right. Uh, and that is, that's the key. I mean, the true key to influence is, is other people is yeah. service. Yeah. Um, that's honestly why I don't, you know, and, and a lot of people tell me I'm stupid for this, but that's why I don't charge for a lot of the things that I do, even just on social, like I can't, I'll, I'll, like even this, like I'm not charging you, right? Because, mm -hmm. because this is an opportunity for me to influence others. It's an opportunity yeah. for me to hopefully help even one person that listens to this, one person that says, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm done with this. I want to, I want to get better. Yeah. I want to make myself better because my goal is to have a family and be able to provide for them. Or, you know, I have a significant other that doesn't believe in themselves and I want to show them that they can believe in themselves or whatever it is. Yeah. That's, that's, that's human, man. Like that's, that's where I feel like, uh, that's love. Be, yeah. We need to be a better force for that. Um, yeah. And it starts here. It starts, it starts. Yeah. 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 It's, and it's a good, it's a good thing that people are talking about this still because it needs to be talked about. Um, and, you know, you, talk, you talked about the – or I think it came out of my mouth, but basically all that, all that was was just taking um, an objective viewpoint over a subjective viewpoint um, to, like, what's occurring. 
like, and I'm not going to name a name here, but there was a, and this is a great example. Okay. And I hope the person is listening to this because I, I told them the truth when, when this happened and they, and they were like, Oh, that's right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so what happened was this person kind of was given the truth by some like big name person on social media. I won't name names of course, but it was essentially about like their fitness level and their like health. Okay. Mm -hmm. This individual basically uh, told the individual that follows me um, whatever the truth was. Yeah. And um, I saw whatever, I saw whatever that they posted about the person. I was like, I was like, yo, that person's dope. I follow them as well. And he was like, nah, she told me I'm fat. And I'm like, yeah. well, what was, do you know what the intention behind it was? And he was like, I don't know. She called me fat. And yeah. so that distinction, there's no like awareness of, 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 is that the truth? Is that person trying to help me? Or am I just going to like, sh like be like slapping my hands on the water? You know what I'm saying? Just like pissed off and, like, and not, and so that, you know, that's where I think it's important. Like, I, I don't know the intentions behind her saying right. that, or, but that's, that's where I'm saying, I think it's important that you, you know, you can call people out, but like, it needs to be followed up with uh, with a solution or with right. a reason, right? Like if you're just yeah. bashing on people again, that's that's just mean. That's just that's not nice. That's not being a good human. But if you are doing it in a way that's like, hey, you deserve more. Like you you should be more, right? And, and I want you to be more. I want you to have right. that confidence that you lack. I want you to be the best version of yourself. If you truly come from a place of wanting everybody to be the best version of themselves, then that's, that's a good place to come from, right? Yeah. Uh, you never make it. You know what's funny is this actually relates a lot to something I teach in sales. I always teach people the difference between being pushy and persistent, right? When someone says that, what do you think? What, what's, what is the difference between being pushy and being persistent? The intention. Well, what do you mean by that, though? Um, whether, well, first of all, whether you can actually solve the problem that they're looking for okay. or that they need. Um, okay. And what do I mean by intention? Um, whether you understand what their need is, whether you want the solution to actually be solved for them. Um, okay. So you're, yeah, you're what close. Else? I'll, I'll put it simply. Sure. The difference between being persistent and being pushy is when you're pushy, it's when you get emotional and you make it me versus you or mine versus yours. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If it ever gets to a point where it's me versus you and my product or my service versus yours, that's being pushy. That's when people feel like, oh, that's where, that's where you lose sales. <laughs> right. Persistence, persistence is when it is me on your side working in your best interest, even right. though I know that the best interest is what I have to offer is yeah, solving yeah. that problem, right? That's, and that's, you know, that's the same thing with this. Like the minute that you make it feel like it's just my body versus yours or my mentality versus yours or my opinion versus yours, that's, that's, that's pushy and destructive and not, yeah. it's not helpful at all. But when it's me on your side because I care about you, I want to serve you, working in your best interests, and, and, and your best interest being X, Y, and Z, that's from a place of service and love. And that's caring about somebody, yeah. right? 
But also don't be this guy. Don't be the guy that's just saying things like, oh, I'm just here to tell you what other people aren't going to tell you because that's, that's a cop out. Okay. Yeah. That's when you say that it just puts you off again, like a me versus you, right? It's just, it's like, you're, it's like, like lifting yourself up. It, it's not about that. It's not about telling someone something because other people won't tell them. It's about truly caring about that individual enough to tell them mm. what you see for them and what you think, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And, uh, and not just about like weight and it's about anything, right? Like, yeah, it's just an example, you know, a buddy of yours, like pick up a book, bro. Just read a book. Why? <laughs> yeah. Because if you read, if you read, you'll actually see a huge difference in your life. Right. Like yeah. things like that. Just, I mean, just influencing people for the better and doing mm. it from a place of truly wanting to serve them. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah. It's almost like the best way to describe that happy middle is like just tough love. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's like what I think about when I hear, when I, when I think of, when I, when I, hear you talk about it, um, which is, which is awesome. Um, about the, the, the said internship. Yeah. How does that work? And like, I'm in, I'm in the Philly area. A lot of people that follow me are from the, um, like around the Philly area, um, at least somewhat is what does that look like? So we have, we have, uh, we're partnered with, I believe like 20 something schools across the nation. We have 50 something offices. Um, basically the way it works is you apply through your school, uh, and uh, it, it, we have to be partnered with the school in order for it to work. So I don't know if mm -hmm. we're, but I can tell you this too: if you are not in school and you have the summer, you know, uh, May to September free, then you can also just come out for us in our sales program. Uh, and it's it, the way it works is usually you'll move to a different state for you know three or four months. You'll relocate. And, uh, it's, it's very much like a team atmosphere. You're, it isn't like it, it is, you're surrounded by other sales reps in your office and every single day you guys meet in the morning, you know, you exercise, you'll read, you'll study, you'll have a meeting, what, what's called a correlation meeting, where you meet as a team and you go over goals and you watch motivational videos, things like that. And then you go out and bang on doors all day and, uh, you create, you know, you create what you want. You, uh, you go out and sell and, and uh, we train you and we teach you and we get you to a point where you can, you can become consistent. And then the money starts rolling in, the freedom starts coming in. And all of a sudden now you're like, yo, I, how did I not know this existed? Right. Yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, if you guys, if, if any of you guys listening right now want an opportunity, just go over to uh, caliberreps.com slash slash internship. Uh, that's if you're, if you're looking for an internship opportunity and if you're just looking to come and sell, uh, you know, if you don't, if you're not in school, if you don't have a job, whatever caliberreps.com period, and then just hit apply, um, or reach out to me personally. That's fine too. If you want to reach out to me personally, I'll send you, I'll send you a, a, a form and you can fill it out and we can talk about it and uh, we can figure out if it's a good, good match for you. So best way to follow me is on Instagram. Uh, just I Wenster, I W E N D T S T E R. You can, you can yep. plug it in there right Nick. I'll put it um, in the uh, description. Yeah. So I, I would say just honestly, the best way would be reach out to me uh, for some more information and I can help you out. And just so you guys know, like I'm from New York, we didn't talk about this at all, but I grew up in New York. I grew up in, uh, in, in Middletown, New York, Orange County. So I lived there till I was 18 and graduated high school. So East coast for life, baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you guys, 
you know, if, you, if you're in New York, yeah. you're in Philly, like, let me know. Oh, and we'll, uh, we'll hook it up. Sick, sick, sick. Awesome. Yeah. It's, I mean, after talking about that, I mean, it, the door to door sales definitely does get a bad rep. Um, yep. Just based on yeah. like the stigma around it and maybe, I guess maybe the hard work and just the people's just general, general stigma around it. Well, it's just, it's just because it's a, I mean, when you knock on somebody's door, you are interrupting their life. Like that's what you're doing. You're interrupting their life. You are an interruption in people's lives. And so not only do you have to be good about, not only do you have to learn how to solve people's problems quickly and, and gain their trust quickly, you also have to be okay with people not necessarily wanting to deal with you. You know, everybody says that it's rejection. It's not rejection. Rejection's personal. You know, when you get, when you get turned down because you were trying to ask a girl out and she says, no, like she doesn't like the way you look, bro. That's, that's personal, right? You try to get a job and they say, you're not, you're just not a good fit, but you've given them all your credentials. That's, that's rejection. But what you go through on the doors every day is not rejection. It's basically just people saying, Hey, I don't want you to interrupt my life. I don't want to deal with it. And so you got to be okay with, okay, on to the next one. Yeah. You know? And, uh, and so that's, I mean, that's kind of why it gets a bad rep is, is uh, just people feeling like that's a, it's an interrupting job. But man, I'll tell you what, what people don't realize is that it's actually one of the most valuable out there because like we talked about, people want more and more and more for everything to be brought to them. So you bringing them a product and service and bringing them a solution to a problem that they don't even know they have, is huge. And uh, if you get yes. really good at it, you make a lot of money. That's a great way to, and I'll, I'll wrap up with this because you just said something that's very important. One of my business coaches taught me that in, t- in terms of like how to like embed the, the, like the real intention into sales is just like, he gave me an example of just having like me as the salesperson, as the person with the service or, or the offer having water and just visualizing it as the person that you're selling to is just the guy in a, in the desert who's been there for like three hours and needs the water. Like yeah. from, from a, from a, um, objective standpoint, objective yeah. standpoint, he needs the yeah. water, but he, a from a sub- yes, but he, but he as a, at a subjective uh, viewpoint doesn't, is like pushing it away. But the intention of, I have the water I need to save and you need this water will eventually get it across to him. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great way of looking at it. At the end of the day, a salesman is a problem solver. We, we identify solutions and we solve them. You know, that's, that's it. The better you are at solving those problems, the better you are at being a problem solver, the more money you make, the more freedom you create and the more influence you have. That's what it comes down to. So, I mean, yeah, it's huge. Yep. That's sick, man. Ian, I, I, we appreciate you coming on and uh, sharing your story and, um, Anytime. Even just hear, even just hearing some of the personal development things you threw in there, um, reminded me of like why I'm doing what I'm doing. So, um, yeah. for that, we, we get really me up after that. this. We're gonna get you on the doors, Nick. Yeah, are we? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right. 